Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day six with pastors Derek and Jody Bollinger from New Creation Life Church in Sparta, Tennessee. And I'm going to kick it back over to you, Derek, to continue on with your testimony. Yes, sir, Greg. Thankful to be here again. And, and those of you that are listening, what an honor it is. And um, so we, we was talking about the, the last episode. Um, we was talking about the demon possession and uh, not possession, oppression. oppression. Let me yeah. say it the right yeah. way, because right. a lot of people get this this ideology that you're a Christian, you can't have a demon. But, you know, there's a difference in being demon possessed and oppressed to Amen. the point where where it's like a demon possession, but yeah. it's an oppression. Okay. And that's kind of that's what that was. Where I got yeah. a tattoo, and uh, was wasn't something that God approved of, of course. And it opened the door for for devil to come into my mind, mm-hmm. and didn't realize it until that deliverance happened. Wow. But but that was the last day I said a cuss word. That was the last day that I had broke out into a rage. Wow. You know any of that? And it was the last day that I had to lay in my room for a day or two with the lights off because of the. The oppression. I mean, because of the the pressure in my mind that that demon had in there. But anyway, that deliverance there. But anyway, to get on the other side of that, uh, had answered the call, to preach the gospel. I remember this is a good part. I, I was the church I was going to down in, in in Cookville at the time. They had, you know, I never. I was always at the top. Like if you got me in front of somebody, like if you asked me to get up and speak, I could talk to anybody on the street, personality wise. But if you said, okay, I want you to stand up there, I want you to get up there and teach or, or talk or something like that, I would get up there and I'd lock up, you know. And so just knew I couldn't do it. I've done it before. I've locked up, you know, in, in the years past as a kid on stage in front of in front of the whole school doing a talent mm-hmm. show and stuff like that. Anyway, so all of a sudden I'm, I'm at, at work one day and the, the pastor of the church calls me and says, hey, we're having an association meeting. And uh, I thought about you. We do some, get somebody to do a devotional and a 15-minute devotional, 30 minutes, whatever, and I was, and I started shaking, started getting sick to my stomach. I was up on a walkboard. I had to sit down so I didn't fall off. You know, uh-huh. I was like, "Oh God, he's fixing to ask me to do it." Wow. You know, there's no way. You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, uh, "He's like, we we want you to." You, we I thought of you, been praying, and I, I said, "Well, I don't know, man." I said, "What what what do you mean?" Just I said, uh, and uh, went through this battle anyway. Got off the phone. He said, "I need to know in a couple of days." I said, "All right." So I got off there and I'm shaking so bad I can't even stand up. And I'm about to throw up because I'm thinking, man, I can't get in front of these people, especially devotion. You know, mm-hmm. what is that? You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So here's how I settled it. I thought, well, here's what I can do. I can get up there and I can declare Jesus to be my Lord. I can do that. Yeah. And uh, so I called the pastor back and I said, hey, I said, I'll tell you what I can do. He said, he said, just do whatever the Holy Ghost leads you. I said, oh, oh that helps. Mm-hmm. But it didn't help none. <laughs> really? Yeah, you know what I mean? It didn't help me none. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I can do, Pastor. I said, I can do this. I said, I can get up there and I can declare Jesus to be my Lord. I said, that might be all I do, but I'll do that in front of anybody. Praise God. And that's how I settled Amen. it. So anyway, we get back and, and, and I go through this and I'm down there praying one day and I open my Bible and uh, we get back to Jeremiah, and it gets on that verse, pops out to me on backslidden Israel. Mm-hmm. And the, the Lord speaks to me, and he says, I want you to preach this. And I said, I ain't no preacher. <laughs> I ain't. I can't do that. I'm talking about like me and you sitting here. And and I said, I'm no preacher. Ain't no way. Anyway, so so I settled out, went through this battle, went through all this, and uh, finally I settled. I said, all right, Lord. If this is you, I'll get up there. You're going to help me. If it ain't, then it ain't going to mount to nothing. So I get up there that day. There's 13 pastors sitting in the front row, dressed to a T. The pastor's there. He says, all right, this guy from prison come up here, and I'm fixing to throw him in the lion's den. Just like that, like Daniel. And I thought, oh, God. 
I mean, I prayed everybody. I had, every, I had another preacher that lived on his land that discipled me for three years. That's another divine connection mm -hmm. there. Amen. And uh, when I got out and uh, had him pray with me, I mean, we prayed, parked a lot. We prayed everywhere. Took pastor took me in. I mean, I had enough prayer to help me out all the way around, you know. <laughs> I mean, everybody's praying for fast and everything for Derek that day, you know. And uh, the lady comes over, and this whole church is plumb-packed full of people, man, 300 people in there. And he told me to obey the Holy Ghost. And I was like, man, and God gave me a message on backsliding Israel wow. and uh, said, preach it. And I said, you know, I ain't no preacher, for one. And uh, like I said, and make it, think about this, 13 pastors lined up in the front row in this association. Here comes Daniel getting thrown in the lines then. Mm -hmm. And uh, they gave me liberty. Pastor said, preach, preach what God, you know, to, you know, obey, obey the Holy Ghost. So the lady comes, she puts this thing on me, puts this microphone on me. And I said, well, I probably don't need that. I probably be up there for a minute, you know, just a second, you know. And uh, she said, uh, "She said, no, you might run the batteries out." Mm. Man, I get up there in those days. We prayed shotgun prayers, you know. And that, that felt that fellowship, they or that association, they prayed them too. Mm. Man, I'd get down on my hands and knees and cry out everything. I'd, I'd pray everything, pray for the neighbors, pray for the food and everything before I got up there, you know. Yep. And but anyway, got up there and prayed, and and uh, man, I come up from that prayer and something, the, the anointing just 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 saturated me. And I got up there, man, and I preached from one side of that place to the other, to the other. I got there and I read that Jeremiah. I said, return, you backslidden heifer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On backslidden Israel. You know, and I say that because that's in the scriptures there. And I preached on that that day and I obeyed God. And I got done. I shut the book and I got down from there. The deacon get up. He got up and he said, oh, we're going to have an altar call. He said that was the most powerful thing I've ever been through. He said that was the most powerful devotion that I've ever that I've ever heard. And man, I don't even know what happened. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm like, I don't even know how I'm standing here for one, and uh, how I even got in this position here. And uh, nobody responded, of course, to the altar. But uh, but I obeyed God that day, and I had the liberty to do so. And uh, it was that was the start, and I went through this process about six months of. You know that needed confirmation to answer that call to preach, and mm -hmm. and uh, God kept confirming it. And finally, I settled it one day. Leaving work, I got so miserable that I couldn't stand it no more. Mm. And I left work one day. I had spiritual victory. Then no, I mean I had no spiritual victory, nothing. And I'm riding down the road that day. And I said, Lord, I said I'll answer the call to preach. I'll preach your gospel. I'll do whatever you want me to do. That day, that broke all that stuff I was going through. The spiritual victory that I that I lost, everything got restored back to me in that moment. The Lord told me years later, I was in there, I was going to preach at the Church of God on an evangelistic field. And he said, you ran from my call to preach for 19 years. That's what he told me. Wow. And I fell down and I began to weep and I thought, what, what mercy that you have, that I cursed you for all them years. Yeah. And I ran. And you had mercy when I deserved to die. And uh, I say that to, to say that, that now we're leading into this because... Uh, in the first ministry that the Lord sent me to was a nursing home. Same thing for me. Nursing really? Home, first nursing ministry. home. And it was crazy because I was like, well, I'm a prisoner. I'm coming out of this you know, hard life. Send me back in the prison or something, you know. And, and he says, no, I want you to go to the nursing home. Never been up there before. I went in that night and I prayed that night. I got, I got home from where I was working. I was working at a construction company and I, I was tired that night. I was like, well, can we do it, you know, tomorrow? Next day or something, you know, won't put it off. And the Lord said, no, tonight. So I go home and I, I get ready that night. 
and I prayed and uh, and got and walked to the never been to this nursing home up in Spencer, Tennessee. And so I went up to the nursing home and I had my Bible and I walked in there and walked up to the door and they was all it was like a bunch of people in wheelchairs and stuff inside there and they were standing there and there was a guy standing there at the door and he opens the door and he says, Hey, the preacher's here, come on in. I said, I didn't call them, tell them I'm coming. I didn't sound a horn. I didn't have a shirt on that said, hey, here's the preacher. None of that, you know. But he opened the door and he said, here, you know, come on, you know, here's the preacher. He's here. Come on in. And I ended up, ended up staying there for uh, two years. And that, that's where, uh, like I said, two years and, and began to pray and began to, I was kind of pastor, evangelist, everything all in one. Didn't know a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just knew I loved Jesus. Yeah. And I loved the people there. And my wife was a nurse there. Wow. And so when we first met, that day that I met her, uh, I'd walked up to her that day. And and uh, well, I'll, I'll kind of let her chime in here. I know I've been talking and talking, but kind of leading up to this moment here. Well, let's start that one tomorrow because we are out of time. Maybe, Jody, you could say the closing prayer, and then we're going to lead into kind of your side of that tomorrow then. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the testimonies that you've given us. And we thank you that this is going out to help all of those who are listening or someone that they know they can pass it on. We thank you, Father, that you're in the business of restoring lives, families. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. How can they contact you, Jody, again? Facebook. Derek Keith Bolinger, um, and then we will direct you to New Creation Life Ministries page. Praise God. Looking forward to hearing more from you tomorrow, Jody. And folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you <laughs> on the cross at Calvary. <laughs>